0: A sloppy and undisciplined second period cost the Islanders and they fall to the Los Angeles Kings 5-2. to We've got our key takeaways from the game, a preview of tonight's big game in Anaheim and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book, Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are free and available on all platforms. want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. Disappointing performance by the Islanders in LA, especially in the second period. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future show, feel free to email us. LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com is the address. If you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or anytime. so please do reach out. Disappointing performance for the New York Islanders, they lose to the LA Kings 5-2, and you know, a lot of different things went wrong in this game. Islanders giving up 37 shots on goal in this one. Not a great uh, defensive effort, but they had a solid first period and were ahead one nothing, in that period before more or less everything just fell apart in the second period, and How did it fall apart? Well, okay, you give up a goal early on in the period, and it's a tie game, and, you know, that lost the Islanders a little bit of momentum. But the big, big problem, coming a little less than five minutes into the period, Rasmus Kupari and Alexander Romanov each get two minutes for roughing, and then Matt Martin takes an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, for essentially taking the helmet off of Rasmus Kuperi and then tossing it onto the ice. Needless to say, that's not a good start. And then 30 seconds later, Zach Parise takes a kneeing penalty. Not intentional, but definitely the right call. So you get a foolish penalty by Matt Martin. Not only foolish, but undisciplined and unnecessary. And a veteran like Matty Martz should know better. Can't lose your cool that way. Well, that penalty ends up costing them. And then the Parise penalty, which like I said, was accidental. And to Zach Parise's credit, he went right up to the player, uh, which was Gabriel Velardi and asked if he was okay. And clearly didn't intend to do it, but it was the right call. And then you're down... Five on three for a minute and a half. And you get a goal by Drew Doughty. And then exactly one minute later, a goal by Alex Iafalo, who tipped in a shot by Victor Arvidsson. And all of a sudden, what was a one nothing lead and then a 1-1 game? Bam, 3-1. And the Islanders gave up yet another goal late in the second period. It was 4-1. And, you know, the LA Kings, they don't really give too many teams a chance to come back. And yeah, the Islanders made a little bit of a late run. They got a goal late in the period, had a couple of chances in the second half of the third period, but the urgency wasn't there. Realistically, what ended up happening in this game, the Islanders did not uh, have the discipline in the second period. And then had no push until it was too late in the third period. And here's the frustrating thing. You look at the standings, okay? Everybody lost last night who was also battling the Islanders for a playoff spot right now for the wild card. Earlier in the day, earlier in the day, The Capitals lost to the Rangers. Finally, the Rangers did actually help the Islanders a little bit. The Canadiens upset the Penguins in Pittsburgh. So Capitals lose. Penguins lose. Red Wings lose to the Predators in regulation. Ottawa loses to Edmonton. You go straight across the board, all the teams that were playing who the Islanders were fighting for a spot, they lost. And the Islanders had a chance to pick up two very important points and to solidify their hold on the second wild card spot, maybe even tie Pittsburgh in the standings for the first wild card spot. And they just, you know, after a solid first period and an okay third period, but that second period may have been the worst period this team has played all year. And if it wasn't, I'll tell you, it was close. And you cannot. You, you simply cannot play with that lack of discipline to take foolish penalties, to give up quality chances in your own zone, to have those turnovers and defensive breakdowns that end up costing you what really was a great opportunity. And now, uh, if you're Lane Lambert, what do you do in goal? Do you come back with Ilya Sorokin on back-to-back nights because you absolutely, positively must win this game? Or do you hold him off until Saturday, go with your backup in Semyon Varlamov against the Ducks and uh, hope he's equal to the task after he stumbled a bit in the last game that he played? So it is not an easy situation right now. Uh, And just disappointed with the effort, the discipline, and boy, something else I got to get off my chest. The power play, which they needed, was just bad. And look, good news, J.G. Pajot back in the lineup, got to be happy about that. And, you know, to see him out there and, and, you know, he gave him 13 and a half minutes roughly, scored a great goal on a redirection in front, that was a pretty play. That was encouraging. But, you know, by the way, it was Simon Holmstrom who sat out as a result. But overall, it was just a disappointing game. And, you know, to me, here was another problem. Your bottom six forwards, and they reunited the identity line in this game, but your bottom six forwards were creating more scoring chances, especially in the first two periods, than your top six forwards. Pierre Engvall scored again, had his best game as an Islander, four shots on goal in the game. Hudson Fashing, four shots on goal. Casey Sizikas, three shots on goal. You know who wasn't putting shots on goal through 40 minutes? The top six forwards. Josh Bailey had one shot in the game brock nelson had one through the first two periods ended up with three kyle Palmieri no shots through the first two periods ended up with one horvat and lee one shot on goal through 40 minutes each they ended up with two zach parise finished this game without a shot on goal the old cliche your best players need to be your best players didn't quite happen that way last night against the Kings, and you're not going to get a lot of offensive opportunities if the Bo Horvats, Anders Lees, Brock Nelsons, these are the guys, the the Kyle Palmieri's, these are the guys who are supposed to be providing offense, and they just weren't. And while it's great to see Pierre Engvall and Hudson Fashing have four shots on goal each, these guys who get less ice time than your top six guys should not be on uh, leading your team in shots on goal. And if you look on the other side, the Kings had so many quality scoring chances that it was a little embarrassing. Can't blame Ilya Sorokin for this loss, but you know it wasn't his best game, but the the defense just broke down time and time again. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We have... Uh, our unsung hero and goat of this game plus we'll preview tonight's game now almost a must win in Anaheim against the Ducks and we have our weekly farm report so all that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here and we're really past it. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you could bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. And yes, you could use your knowledge of the Islanders to to use that on FanDuel. Check it out on the app. Get all the odds for tonight's game against the Ducks. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Rough game all the way around for the Islanders. If we have an unsung hero of the game, I'm going with Pierre Engvall. We mentioned the goal, his second consecutive game scoring. He fit in pretty well on that third line with Hudson Fashing and J.G. Pajot. Uh, Both Pajot and Engvall scored. Those were the two Islanders goal scorers. He played 15 and a half minutes. He was a plus one. Uh, actually, the only Islanders forward to be a plus one in this game. So uh, Pierre Engvall is going to be our unsung hero of the game. And, and quietly, he has picked up his play over the last couple of games. Our go to the game, I hate to do it, but it's got to be Maddie Martz. That penalty he took, that undisciplined, uh, should have known better penalty Definitely put the team in a bit of a downward spiral. He did play 11 minutes and 14 seconds, but did not have his A game. Look, you cannot lose your cool in that situation. I know it's frustrating. I know the guy was attacking Alexander Romanov, and you wanted to uh, send him a message, and you wanted to defend your teammate, all well and good. Get in there, do what you got to do, but you can't rip his helmet off and then throw it on the ice. That is just almost the definition of an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, and it ended up costing the New York Islanders dearly, uh, especially when you added the uh, penalty by Zach Parise 30 seconds later. Also, look, Josh Bailey, what is he doing on the first line i mean i thought bailey was playing well on the fourth line and i think that is more where you know third or fourth line is where he belongs if he's in the lineup at this stage in his career on this team but you know right now it just didn't look good and he didn't add much to that first line for the new york islanders so the islanders get a chance to bounce back And that will be tonight in Anaheim against the Ducks. Now, this is a 10 o'clock Eastern time start. And the Ducks, you know, not a great team this year. They are in rebuilding mode, 22, 35, and 10. So, 54 points in 67 games. That's uh, 13 points below NHL 500. And look, they're not a team that is without talent. We all know what Trevor Zegres can do. Uh, Troy Terry, Adam Henrique, uh, former Islander Ryan Strom all on this team. And yet, you look at them statistically right now. 29th in goals scored. Dead last in the league in goals allowed. 31st or next to last in the league on the power play. 29th in the league on the PK. This team statistically... It shows you that they are where they ought to be uh, in the standings now. They're coming off a 5-4 overtime loss to the Nashville Predators. They've been off. They had uh, two days off in between games while the Islanders will be in a back-to-back. It'll be interesting to see who they go with in goal with the team being as well-rested as they are. John Gibson is the starter. He did play in the last game, but with two games off and another day off after they play the Islanders and all these games being at home, they could go back to Gibson. Lucas Dastal is the backup as of now. Uh, Trevor Zegras, super talented, leads them in goals with 21, also leads them in assists with 35 and with points with 56. Uh, Adam Henrique and Troy Terry each with 19 goals, but overall goals a little hard to come by. You look at the line combinations right now for the Ducks. Trevor Zegras, Brock McGinn, and Ryan Strom are the top trio with Mason McTavish centering Max Jones and Troy Terry on the second line. Isaac Lundstrom is the third line center with Frank Vitrano to his left. Jakob Silverberg to his right, and the fourth line from left to right is Maxime Comtois, Derek Grant, and Brett Leeson. On defense, Cam Fowler and Scott Harrington are the top pair. Simon Benoit and Kevin Shattenkirk, the middle pair, and Nathan uh, Bolio and Colton White are the third defensive trio. A duo. Gibson and Dostal are the goaltenders, Look, this now becomes a must-win for the Islanders. We talked about them needing to get four points on this three-game road trip. And they're not going to get that if they don't win both of these games. Now, they're playing against teams they should be able to beat. These are two of the teams that are struggling more than any other teams in the league, but in order to get the W, they've got to play smart, disciplined hockey and control the tempo, and they did neither of those things last night against the LA Kings. So look, the Ducks, this is a team that is in full rebuilding mode. And the Islanders need to take advantage. And boy, you know, if they can shut down that top line, especially Trevor Zegras, because Zegras is capable of working all kinds of magic and making some real highlight, real plays. But at the same time, he is a minus 21. By the way, watch Mason McTavish on the power play. Six goals Uh Zegras has 11 power play assists to lead the team, but again, this is a team that the Islanders on paper are better than in all three zones. Goaltending Islanders with a big edge, this is a game they have to win if they have hopes of making the playoffs. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our weekly farm report as we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders, and we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Why are they the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar? Well, for starters, they're all covered in In 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And listen to these amazing flavors. Coconut almond, churro, peanut butter brownie. My favorite, the cookies and cream. Yet, as good as they taste, the macros are even better. Just 130 calories on average per bar. Only 4 grams of sugar. But each bar packs on average a whopping 17 grams of protein. And that... Really is good for you. And look, you could still go to Built.com and order a box, have it delivered directly to your door. But if you want one right now, you can pick them up at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So check out Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. You can thank me later. Time now for our farm report as we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders and. The Islanders Farm Club had three games last week. We talked about this against the uh, Charlotte Checkers on the road. So this is never an easy situation when you have that weekend with three road games. And yet the Islanders ended up doing pretty darn well, winning two of those games. The first one, which uh, was played last Wednesday, Uh, A 3-2 win over Charlotte. All three goals coming in the first period, and all of them on special teams. Arno Durando, who I still think should be back with the big club, and Andy Andreoff had a power play goal. Grant Hutton's tallied shorthanded. And I'll tell you, uh, Bridgeport in the second period held on for dear life. Outshot 22-4, outshot 15-6 in the third, but Corey Schneider made 40 saves and earned the win. That was the first W. Then, uh, two days later, a stinker of a game against Charlotte. This one, the Islanders lose 7-1. Kyle McClain, the only goal of the game. It came in the first period, but after that, uh, Jakub Skarick made 28 saves but gave up seven goals, and the Islanders got crushed seven to one but they closed out the the weekend with a 4-3 shootout win and uh in the shootout you got goals from ruslan Ishkakov and william dufour as the islanders pulled away with the win the regulation goals paul thompson andy andreoff and chris terry and again corey schneider 35 saves his 300th professional win so, uh, in between the NHL, the AHL, and his time in Switzerland. So, solid uh, weekend, two out of three for the Bridgeport Islanders. And that's especially big when you consider that these were three road games against a solid Charlotte Checkers team. That is one of the top three teams in the Atlantic Division. Right now, Bridgeport in sixth Place in the division with 62 points, but uh, battling for position. Looking at the scoring, Chris Terry remains uh, the point-getter with 56 points, 38 of those assists. He leads the team in that department. Andy Andreoff with 25 goals and 46 points. He leads the team in goals. Iskakov 45 points, that places him third on the team. William Dufour, 19 goals, 38 points. Arno Durando, 15 goals, 36 points. And Samuel Bolduc, 10 goals and 33 points. He leads the defensemen in both of those categories. As for the upcoming weekend, well, tonight it'll be the Islanders at the Hartford Wolfpack. So that's the Islanders Farm Club at the Rangers Farm Club in Hartford. That's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start. And then two home games. Friday, a 7 o'clock Eastern time start at home against the Syracuse Crunch. And then Saturday, another 7 o'clock Eastern time start, another game against these Hartford Wolfpack. So the AHL version of the Islanders-Rangers rivalry renewing itself twice in the next three days for these Bridgeport Islanders as they continue to make their drive for a playoff spot. Remember, we do the uh, Farm Report every week on Wednesday, and uh, make sure you join us for that as we discuss some of the Islanders' future stars and where they're at today. Time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and tomorrow... uh, Thursday will be the 61st birthday of former Islanders forward Brian Mullen, uh, a native of New York City, Hell's Kitchen as a matter of fact, a seventh round pick of the Winnipeg Jets in 1980, spent two productive years at the University of Wisconsin and made his NHL debut with the Jets in 82-83, had a 32-goal season with them in 84-85, went on to play for the Rangers and the Sharks before playing his final NHL season with the Islanders in 92-93. And he was productive for that team. 18 goals, 32 points in a bottom six role. And uh, also played 18 playoff games, scoring three goals and seven points during that magical run to to the conference final that the 93 Islanders had. His most dramatic and important goal as an Islander, well, that one came in Game 2 of the Islanders' opening round playoff series against the Washington Capitals. Islanders already down in the series, one game to none, and in double overtime, Brian Mullen scores the game winner off Rick Tabaracci of the Washington Capitals. It came at 14.50 of double overtime. Islanders win the game 5-4 to four to even the series at 1, and they end up winning the series in 6 games and going on that nice long playoff run. So Brian Mullen is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every contest from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we will be back tomorrow. We'll have our key takeaways from this game against the Ducks. We'll have the latest injury updates and uh, the latest Islanders news. And don't forget again tomorrow that our podcast will go live about 45 minutes after the Islanders game against the Ducks is over. So, no, not our usual midnight debut on YouTube and our usual 1222 a.m. debut on your local podcatcher, but hey, if the Islanders are up late, we're up late, and we'll bring you all the latest. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.